that's like um that's like what that's what like racehorse commentators say. <laughs> and, and we're off to the races again. You know, in our long theme of jockey, jockey commentary. I wish I could be a jockey. I wish I could be a horse jockey. No. Yeah, man. All those Uh. flowers. (laughs) 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 I love flowers. You know, they get like the problem with the jockey is they get a bouquet but then the horse gets like a whole fucking collar of flowers. Yeah. It's so dope. <laughs> you know? I want somebody to like wreathe a collar of flowers around my neck when I do something good. Anytime yeah. I get like a, a cost report out at work, I want people, <laughs> here's, here's your wreath of flowers for coming in under budget. Here it is, bro. I mean, I, I think there's only like one occasion that I've ever gotten a collar full of flowers. That was like mm. my high school graduation. I got off a plane in Hawaii one time. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they don't give you the they don't give you real flowers in that case. They give you like the um, the plastic ones. No, mine were real as hell. You know, real ones? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't count those. Those Hawaiian were not, air, bro. Nice. Yeah. Fly Hawaiian. I'm pro Hawaiian Air. Uh huh. Yeah, it's great. They take you right from New York to Hawaii to Honolulu, and they take you right from Honolulu to Auckland, New Zealand. Wow. Without stopping in fucking Sydney or Melbourne first. It's pretty. It's sweet. horrible. That flight is horrible. I mean, Hawaii. When I I've been there once, I think, and mm-hmm. you get off, and it's just moist. It's moist as hell. It's moist as hell. And they even like, they scared me so much because they were like, please use reef safe sunscreen. Like they made an announcement on the plane. They were like, please. Reef safe? Wait, what kind of? Oh, reef safe. Like coral reef. I got it, got it. Yeah, They don't want the reef stein. And I don't think my, like, I wasn't sure if my my sunscreen was reef safe. I assume not. Mm-hmm. So they handed out like one little sample pack and I used it. But then the next day I didn't have any more and I had brought sunscreen. I was like, oh, fucking. But so I was like, I was like, didn't go in the water because I was like, I don't want to fuck up these reefs. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I don't want to be the guy. It. It's like the, it's like when they uh, treat the swimming pool with the dye that if you pee into it and then uh, yeah. everybody sees. So you get it in the real, water. Though. Is that real? <laughs> in the movies. I don't There's know. No way. I don't know. Listen, if, the, if 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 you treat a community pool with some kind of chemical, like the pool will be black <laughs> in like <laughs> half an hour with all these little kids. Little kids pee in the pool. Is what they do. I definitely I definitely peed in the pool when I was a kid. Oh my god. <laughs> of course I peed in the pool. Of course I peed in the pool. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and one time, I'll be honest, Daryl I took shit in the lake. No, you did. Oh, you shit, shit in, a in a lake. lake. I took a shit in the lake. That's just me. That's my story. Okay. Wait. Okay. I took so a poop in the lake, and I bet some fish had a great <laughs> evening. <laughs> uh, were you just like like waist deep, or were you, you weren't like was, was it no, off the side like, of a boat, or were you like, treading water? And I wasn't shitting? treading. Was that, I was like in deep enough water, but I was like holding onto the side of a dock. And my mom uh-huh. was like, "We gotta go," and I was like, "Just." Give me one well, second. Give me a <laughs> couple minutes, mommy. 
<laughs> and a couple men's. If you could bring a newspaper, I gotta take some time. Yeah. So wow. that's me. That's my story. You know, I'm sticking to it. Uh, Hold on. When yeah. you take a shit, did you drop your drawers in order to do that? No, nah, no, nah, I just did it in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> See, that's where it doesn't add up. That's where it doesn't add up, right? Did it's it right a mess. baby. No, no, did no, right no, no. <laughs> <laughs> This is the the epitome of bad podcasting. Like two dudes talking about poop. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it really, it truly is. But I did, I I did it right in the net, and then I just pinched the net to the side a little bit, and I'll, but uh-huh. let the law <laughs> let it out. <laughs> wow! Mm. Wow! Yeah, memorable day. Um. So we've done something a little different this week on No One Likes the Tuna Podcast, or this cycle, I guess. Start a cycle 18. Mm-hmm. Um, we have decided to watch these movies in an order randomly chosen by a Google number generator. So do you, should, we reveal, should we reveal the order we're watching them, or just like one movie at a time? Uh, I'm down for the review. I think like our initial when we after we did the randomizer, we were mm-hmm. both kind of like mapping it out in our heads what the trajectory of our next nine weeks was going to be. And yeah. I think it like I think it's going to be it's, good. You think so? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be good. All right. Okay. So this week we watched Furious Six. Next week, week two, we will watch The Fate of the Furious. Number eight. Week three, we will watch the third movie, very fitting, Tokyo Drift. Week four, we will watch Too Fast, Too Furious. I think that might be a low... I think the middle is going to be kind of a low point for us. Because week four, Too Fast, Too Furious. Week five, Fast, Ampersand, Furious, the fourth movie. Mm-hmm. Week six, number one, The Fast and The Furious. Week seven, we are watching Hobbs and Shaw. So, like, that's a stretch. Like, you got one in there, but then it's like two, four, one, nine. That's a that's gonna be a tough stretch mm-hmm, for us. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna be rough. But then at the end, we got uh, Fast Five uh, on week eight, and then week nine, we will be watching Furious Seven as our final film this cycle. So, I'm 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 not against it, but we'll see what mm-hmm. the roller coaster brings. Yeah, to me it looks like sort of like a uh, a W, like a wu- like a little Wu Tang here. Mm, like, like yeah. it's bookended here with some really exciting movies in the yeah. middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's got a little one, bump up in the middle, yeah. but it's it's still two four tough. one is not that bad, right? I like two, depending on what week it is. Four yeah. usually not good, but not good. We had a good time last week, two, last cycle watching four though. Right. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how our lives unfold as we sort of track yeah. against our randomly generated trajectory here. Yeah, we're leaving our lives to the fates. You know, that's I'm all about that. Just accept it. You know. Um, how was your watch through of six this week? Um, it was okay. It was okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I. When I started watching it, I know that we like when we watch a normal, normally in series, it's a build up to six, and six is ends up being often our favorite movie. Um, I feel like without the build up, though, 
It didn't have the same punch. Right, 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 right. I get that. I mean, it's well-crafted, and it's a solid movie, but, like, knowing all the beats of it is tough to just, like, go mm-hmm. through the motions, for sure. I did a phone watch this week, which was, like, kind of, it kind of, a, I kind of like the phone watch. Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, chilling in bed in the morning, just, like, cranking through a movie on my phone, you know? It's not bad. And sometimes if I need to answer a text, I can swipe up, get a little picture in picture happening. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know? And I don't nice. have to, like, stop what I'm doing. <laughs> stop the movie for any reason. Yeah, it's not bad. I like, the, yeah, I like the mini screen, do something else. I've been, I've been heavily u- utilizing the um, kind of picture in picture in my laptop. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Chrome extension, I gave yeah. a shout out to many weeks ago. Nice. That's typically how I do it these days. Yeah. I can size it up accordingly and crank some do work. Other things. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how that's typically how my Saturday morning is. Wake hmm. up, first thing, hit a movie, and mm-hmm. then I just do a little bit of work stuff. Yeah, that's good. Um, how are you surviving this global pandemic? Is it okay? Everything's yeah, fine. It, oh yeah, it's just good on it. our end. Just yeah, check it. we're. We're good over here. Uh, we've just been, yeah, we've been working a lot, but we keep them pretty safe. Not, yeah, basically no travel, a couple dog walks, a little bit of bicycle exercise. Yeah. That's it. Monster. Simple. Mm-hmm. I had this idea for our cycle, for cycle 18, because we've watched these so many movies so many times. I've taken countless notes on these movies. I'm out of shit, <laughs> right? Like, I can talk about how Letty presses some weird buttons to pull up the fucking satellite imagery, which actually doesn't do anything, as many times as I want. But um, I thought we could go through, like, because we're watching these with a weird, from a weird perspective, like not going through the sentimental sort of um, chronological you know, journeys with these characters. This is a good opportunity because we're watching them randomly to go through and sort of rate our top five performances from each movie, right? Where, like, we can take a keen, maybe a touch more objective eye to these performances and, like, see who's really nailing it in each movie, who's bringing it in each movie. And I thought we could do this, for, and it would be a good grounding point for this cycle where we'd have something to talk about for each movie. Is that something... We can do. I know I told you to prep a list for this week, but I was thinking maybe we could do it every week. I'm keen for that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Let's go for it. Oh, getting on that uh, Kiwi lingo. Keen. <laughs> I'm keen for that. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Daryl and I, we watched Furious 6, and we picked out our top five performances from Furious 6. Daryl, who? Is your let's go five to one, right? Who Mm -hmm. is your Mm -hmm. number five? Daryl's number five, and be prepared to defend these decisions. I just want you Mm -hmm. to say, who is your number five top performance in Furious Six? So I'll start by saying that, like the some of my criteria for um, whether or not you could even enter the top five is whether or not you said something that was so stupid and cringeworthy in throughout the course of the movie, such that you would not be included. Yeah, just immediate immediate disqualification. So yeah. there was a number of people that fell into that category, and mm-hmm. it kind of shrunk down um, my eligible winners for this week. Yeah, but I think yeah. five for me uh, is going to be Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Yeah. And what do you feel like he brings to the table to get get in there? 
I mean, I think, yeah, my it's the normal criticism, which is he his stage presence is the rock, but at the yeah. same time, he has yeah he has some high quality um, just beefy guy moments. Um, I like I still really like the uh, handshake intimidation with the CCTV. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So Solid he scene. yeah he has a, he has a number of good moments that I really liked still and. He deserves to be in my top five. Absolutely. My number five, Nick Nocera's number five top performance in Furious 6 is Gal Gadot as mm-hmm. Giselle. Um, I think she... she did, I noticed something this watch through where she brings her like sort of modeling background into this movie quite a bit where she's just got these like spots where she gives these like steely-eyed looks. Mm-hmm. All over the place. I'm like, oh, you're really doing it here. Like it, it fits. Like there's one moment where they're on the highway chase, and her and Han motorcycle up to that car, uh, or like military vehicle or whatever. And Han, you know, she's hanging off the side. Han drives up, pulls the steering wheel, saves her life, and she puts a gun to the guy's head. And then she like gives him this look that's like, I love you. You know, <laughs> this yeah, is what yeah, we yeah. do. I love you. And she can communicate the vibe of her character with just, like, no dialogue required. I'm into it. Gal Gadot, number five. Number four. For Daryl... Oh, sorry. You were about to say something. Yeah, so do you... Do, is she playing up her accent mm. in these movies? Because as I was watching this one, I was sort of picking up on it more than normal. And I was trying to think back to, like, the Wonder Woman movies, for example... Mm-hmm. Where, I but I can't remember. I don't what? think so. I think in the Wonder yeah. Woman movies, her accent's pretty strong too. Is it? I think everyone on Earth collectively agreed at the same time. They're just like, we're down with it. Yeah, accent, go Bring for it. it. Don't Act- need you to range out. Got yeah. it. I'm okay. into so- actors just using their normal accents. I'm, I'm, I'm. Um, I think. When you see, you know, obviously there's like British people who do an amazing American accent, aka Hugh Laurie on House. I'm fucking into it. You know, mm-hmm. been rewatching House lately, and he's he's good. He's good at it. I mean, it slips through once in a while, but it's like he's pretty comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes when you see actors doing, you know, either way or any kind of accent work, you kind of feel like fifty percent of their concentration in performance is going towards like the accent work Mm -hmm. and i'm like i mean just just do your voice like i want you to be relaxed i want you to be in the scene i want you to be carrying the emotional weight that you need to for the scene i'd rather you just do your own fucking voice here Mm -hmm. you know yeah so yeah um daryl number four number four Four for me is going to be Big Vin D. Vin Diesel in four. Okay. Um, I Yeah, he still continues to set a good amount of the tone in this movie. Um, but, uh, I mean, I think when I looked at his performance in this movie and I compare it to just uh, him in seven, I was like, mm-hmm. all right, this is, better than, this is better than in seven. I think seven, I couldn't take how many times he was like, do you remember this now? Do you remember this now? Do you remember when we did this? Um, right. Tough. And this, yeah, in this movie, I think there was 
it was a little bit just not in your face. And I Except like that. it's like right at the end. There's like one moment right at the end. He's like, yeah, it is moving in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But yeah. yeah, no, I agree. He's got charisma. I mean, he's settled into his vibe very comfortably in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm just going to do the thing I know how to do. Which I'm not against that as a, as a performer, you know? I, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't want people to do it lazily, and I don't want, like, there's... You know, there's a way to do that where it's just like, I can do this blindfolded and I don't want, I'm just here to pick up a check. But I never feel that from Vin in anything mm-hmm. that he does, right? He he tries. And that is something I appreciate. Um, my number four. Mm-hmm. My number, this is a real nitpick. <laughs> <laughs> my number four top performance is our boy. Shea Wiggum as Agent Stasiak. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought about that. I was like, oh, does Stasiak deserve to be in this? Mm-hmm. To me, at least, he just, he didn't have enough screen time. I enjoyed, I enjoyed got, seeing yeah, him here. I, t- I was tempted, I was tempted to put Michelle in this place. Uh-huh. Um, Michelle enters my honorable mention list, I think. I think mm-hmm. Michelle enters my honorable mention list. Um... But, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I know he doesn't have a lot of screen time, but he's so commanding and he's so, he looks great and he's so yeah. like, he perfectly plays the comedy of the recall from Fury from Fast and Furious 4, where he, he like, he knows every beat of that and where to put it. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, you're doing it for me right now. Like, oh, you know, yeah. where to be, when to be there and like how to. Like his just his face is great. His facial expression, like he hits every comedy moment that he's supposed to hit. So I'm into it. Yeah, and I like how like the setup wasn't such that I like the I like how they set him up such that he wasn't able to get Brian all the way like directly in Braga's face. That yeah. Oh, like I can pull some strings, but I can't get you all the way in. I only got you in Gen Pop. You're gonna have to figure this out. And yeah. I think that said something about. Uh, like the position, like the very specific confines that they have built Stasiak. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, you're going to get punched in the face. You can only do this much, and that's it. You got to work with what we set up in these parameters. And I think right. he does well. Yeah, the- I think he does really well. Yeah, he does really well. All right, all right. Number three, right. Daryl. You go with three. Yeah, you're three. Oh, I'm going with three? Okay. Yeah. Number three is Luke Evans as mm-hmm. Owen Shaw. Nice. Evil British man doing so evil was, British things. That's exactly who I put in my three as well. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Evil British man doing evil British things with a very sharp British face. I I am I just think he's great. I think he's really, really, really good. He's a mm-hmm. perfect foil for the for the for the family. You know? There's parts of this movie I don't even think he needs his cast of characters so much. His cast of characters kind of exist as a way for him to be more evil because because he can be like they're disposable, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I, you know, I pick up pieces and I throw them away and I tune my team for efficiency uh, and and precision, which is his code. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scene where he talks to Dom about like a man's code is incredible. Like he's yeah. just he's just so good. He's just so he's totally good. He looks great. Where they light him all the time, where half his face is dark, and he just like 
the angles on his face are incredible. He's just commanding. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was paying attention to in this watch um, after. Is it after Letty shoots Dom and um, Shaw has to go and question whether or not she's going to be able to finish the job at the time? Yeah. And he said something, and that's where he reveals to her that I think when he found her and she was like the perfect candidate because she had amnesia. Um, But he said something to the effect of like, I don't know, uh, there was a hint there of like a romantic interest, maybe? Mm. Which was faint and then it just sort of like wasn't there anymore and i wonder yeah, like i if, care about you a little more i would be a little more upset when if you were to go yeah, yeah. it's not after she sh- he shoots i don't think it's it's i think it's after that scene right because dom gives him gives letty the chain mm. after they win the dom wins the race he gives letty the chain as like trying to make her remember oh, her right, right, them right. together and like how they secretly got married spoiler alert um but then she gives owen shaw the chain to show her like, that yeah, yeah to be like i don't care about this guy at all basically yeah um yeah so um, yeah owen shaw the man very good yeah really good job very good job very very good job all right number two number two is for you daryl who you got sun kang yeah yeah so good sun kang so good excellent excellent yeah. i He's my number i really two like yeah yeah so um when he and um yeah and roman are watching the ladies interact with harpoon guy mm-hmm. that exchange there and the range that Sung Kang has to show where mm-hmm. he where he shows that he he's he's basically blushing on screen without not yeah like yeah, he's blushing totally. on screen sort of and to be able to act that but also deliver like the oh that's why all your girls have so much jewelry yeah so cool and it has like the very slightest like head tilt thing yeah. of satisfaction and I think the uh, yeah like the balance of those two very subtle um. Uh, yeah, and I think Emotional he does, experiences. Like, there's a lot that this movie asked of him, right? He has to, like, be a wandering soul. He has to be in love. He has to be, like, a ruthless fighter. He has to be a comedy star, right? Where, like, that fight with him and Tyrese and the other guy, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, it's funny. It's like he has to do sort of action, this action comedy shit. And then he has to be, like, upset and sad when Giselle dies, which I think he, he commands pretty well. Uh, and then he has to fucking die in the end, too. I don't mm-hmm. think that shot... I think that shot of him upside down in the car, scared and about to die, it was shot for this movie, not Tokyo Drift. I'm, I, I'm not mm-hmm. sure about that. But, like, I don't think that shot exists in Tokyo Drift, does it? It definitely does. In Tokyo Drift, they show okay. him in right, there right. and then explodes. I think yeah. the, the end scene on this one, they added something on, which mm-hmm. is the... Top-down view, yeah. I think, where he's they show it where he's crawling away, or they show like a different cut of the Mercedes, right? I think, right, 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 right. All right, but well, him being upside down even for so, sure is in the first. Sun Kang, he's there. He's like, and like the last thing he has to do is be totally fucking endearing to the audience, right? Which mm-hmm. he is. Like, he's just a sweetheart. 
And everybody loves him. Like, I've got gripes about Brian. I got gripes about Dom. I got gripes, big gripes about Big Hobbs, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have no gripes about, like, you know, about Sung Kang. Mm-hmm. None. Zicho. So, yeah, Han Solo. Sung Kang as Han Solo, also my number two. I'm pumped that we aligned on number three, and I'm pumped that we aligned on number two, and I am ready to see if we are on the same page as number one. No, you don't think so? All right, who you got? Who you got? I got, I got Michelle Rodriguez as number one oh, in this movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. I mean, she, uh, yeah, she has the most difficult task here of sort of, yeah, working with Dom, like, on camera, but having to play a person who has amnesia. And yeah. she, right, and she is able to do that, and she's able to show the confusion and interest, and she's able to learn on screen, and, she, yeah, she drives. She drives. I would say that's probably why she fell a little bit out of my top five. Is that, mm. like, I think the amnesia stuff, she just doesn't... It's a really hard thing to do. It's, like, a really hard thing, I think, sometimes screenplays ask actors to do, is, like, forget everything you knew, you know? And, 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 and like, play this condition that nobody actually has ever, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, I, you know, I just... I mean, it's a hard thing to do, and I... I think she does okay at, at that aspect of her character. She definitely is great when she's in the car and she's down to business and she's serious and she's threatening and she's vicious and she's caring and she does all this sort of other stuff. But I, I think, I think maybe she um, doesn't handle the like amnesia part well of like the, I'm confused, you know. It's like and it's not super well written either. Mm-hmm. I, I can't mm-hmm. lay it all on her, but like. Yeah, there's an aspect to me where I'm like, oh, I don't, I'm not, like, I, I'm, I'm buying it because I need to buy it to go along with the story of this movie. But, you know, if this was a worse movie, I don't think I'd be that into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't like. Have you? Do you know anybody who's ever had amnesia of any sort? No. no, right? I don't think it's like real. I think people like sometimes have. Obviously, like there are neurological disorders where your mind deteriorates and you forget things, but like having a sudden crash and amnesia, like I think people forget chunks of time. Like a lot of times people will say like, I got in an accident and I remember like um, EMT coming up to me, but then like the next three days are blank. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know, right. but I don't think it's like a real, like, Oh, I've lost all my memories from, childhood until like i woke up in this hospital bed i'm not sure that's mm-hmm. like a thing yeah that's that's basically my experience too like the tv version of it i've never encountered in real life but my grandparents and stuff did have dementia and you mm-hmm. could you could like tell sort of like what um what year they could remember back to right oh that's and interesting they would lose like chunks of it yeah I, I didn't yeah most of the conversation i wasn't necessarily there for but my, like my dad would like have a little quiz or he would talk to my grandpa as he was like losing his memory mm-hmm. and he would ask about people basically. Like, do you remember this person? They're like, yeah. no clue. They're like, all right, like your memory from this portion of your life. Like they remember the really early stuff, but I think like within, I don't know, like a certain period of time in your yeah like 40s to 60s and stuff, that's the type of memories that start going first. Right. 
Right. Four, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, my grandmother had de- dementia also as she was going, and, like, she definitely remembered, like, sensations much more than, like, events, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she started having trouble, like, I mean, she always knew my mom, and she always sort of knew me, like, her immediate family, but she definitely had trouble recalling people and places that she had been and, like, things she'd seen and her time during the war and all that sort of shit sort of started mm-hmm. to fade away. So, <clears throat> wow, this got depressing. Um, I, <laughs> all right, number one, this is another real Nick pick here. Do you, mm-hmm. can you guess, do you, do you have an idea of who it is? Mm. No. I mean, it's not Vin. It's not Vin. And it's yeah. not it's not Paul Walker? It's not Paul Walker. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> um, is it um, like the beefy Austrian dude? No, the- I will tell you. It is best supporting actor in this movie, John Ortiz as Ortoro Braga. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And what's, He's the, so what, good. what's the criteria? Bro. He's so good. All right, I'm I'm a big fan for guys who come on like who shoot for two days and then like bounce. You know, you know, like come into a movie. It's like this production is so wildly bigger than them, but they're like ready to come in, ready to shoot their shit, and and like do it to a degree that's like so commanding and incredible. He has like a fight scene. He has like a threatening Brian scene. He has like. Like his goon intimidation squad piece, and then he's got like the scared, like I'm confessing all piece to his scene. Like I just think when he comes on screen, like a lot of guys, and you put a lot of guys in here. You know, I'm like, oh, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Oh. You think, think you could hide from me? I'm fucking Arturo fucking Braco, motherfucker. You know, <laughs> like God damn, John Ortiz, do it, bro. <laughs> Do it. I just think he's so fucking good in this movie. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. He plays yeah. it up big time. And when he oh, gets, yeah. yeah, when he takes the shank into the thigh, ooh, it hurts every oh, time. it hurts, it man. Hurts. And I love that he's like, he, you won't do it. You know, <laughs> it's so good. You know? And, like, he knows how much to ham it up, too. Like, he really knows how much to ham it up. There's mm-hmm. definitely people who don't know how to handle it like um, fucking Carla, what's her name? Not Carla, what's her oh, name? Gina, Gina Carano. Gina Carano, yeah. Is like, I'm doing my best to, to, to play this really straight. <laughs> Sorry. That was, a little, that was a little, I put a little too much spin on that. But like, she, she she's just like, I mean, I, kudos to you. You're, you're, it's your first acting role. Like, you're having a tough time and. You're in a way over your head. I'm sorry, Gina, but you are. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. You're really in over your head. And, like, she obviously has no idea that this movie is fun and like <laughs> at all, you know? And she doesn't know how to, like, ham it up. But, like, John Ortiz comes in and he's like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what the fuck to do. <laughs> like, we're going to have a great time. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a great time. Yeah. So, yeah, number one, John Ortiz. Absolutely. That's, a, that's a good choice. That's any good honorable choice. mentions for you? I already mentioned Michelle as an honorable mention for me, but do you have any honorable mentions that almost made the list that skated on the edge? No. 
The only mm. other person I was thinking of maybe putting on this list, which would have been like, it was like too much of a nitpick. <laughs> okay. Was, um, uh, what the fuck is his name? Sorry. Uh, Jason Thorpe, who plays the like snobby auctioneer. auctioneer. Yeah. <laughs> it was like too much. I, I was like, oh, like, I really like his scene. I think he's really yeah. good, but it's just too, that was like, that was too much. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So those are our top fives. To recap for me, I have Gal Gadot as Giselle, number five. Number four, Shea Wiggum as Aizen Stasiak. Number three, Luke Evans as Owen Shaw. Uh, number two was Sung Kang as Han Solo. And number one was John Ortiz as Arturo Braga. And for Daryl. Nice. Uh, I had it here. Five, Rock. Four, Vin Dog. Three, Luke Evans. Two, Sung Kang. Numero uno, Michelle Rodriguez. Excellent, brother. You want to do a couple shout-outs and <laughs> get the fuck out of here? Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, buddy. All right. Uh, we have a little segment on the show called uh, Shout-outs, uh, where we talk about products for some fucking reason that I've honestly <laughs> forgotten. I don't know why we do this anymore, but, you know, here we are yeah. doing it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go first. I have an anti-shout-out this week. This is a big one. For me. Ooh, yeah, good. So for my work, I do a lot of mechanical drawing or drafting. So I draw sets for a living, right? A lot of the time. And um, I use a computer program called Autodesk AutoCAD. Uh, and part of my workflow, this is like really <laughs> work, <laughs> this is work jargon heavy, but part of my <laughs> workflow is I take a 3D model that I have worked up in AutoCAD. I export it to a file type called an FBX. And then I import that FBX into a program called Cinema 4D. And then I can like light that model, texture that model, and like do a rendering so that I can show a person what that shit would look like in like a cool camera perspective. Okay? Cool. All sounds really, really good. It's great workflow. It works for me. It's fast. I'm fast on it so that I like I can get it done because a lot of times in the movies, got to move. Okay. The mm -hmm. FBF export works great. Comes out. I have the right groupings, right solids, right whatever. Uh, it, it's like a, it's a nice, con clean conversion. I have a standing license for Autodesk for the version from 2018. And a couple of years ago, I was looking into it, into upgrading to 2019. Now, they've moved over to a software as a service model where AutoCAD, you only can buy like a subscription, a monthly or yearly subscription to AutoCAD now, rather than a standing mm -hmm. perpetual license, uh, which I think is bullshit in the first place. But my main anti-shout out is that in 2019, for some fucking reason... They got rid of the ability to export your 3D model as an FBX file. Which fucks my entire fucking shit up. <laughs> I'm a professional. This a is pro. how I do my job. This is yeah. how I do it. It's an extremely common 3D model file format also. Like every single other um, 3D program 
can read and export FBX models. It's like a universal shit that everybody uses, basically. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of a couple different file types that everybody uses. It's like I extremely fucking need to use that file type. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Not just for me in doing like renderings, but when I send shit to a concept artist, because a lot of times I'll design something and then we'll send it to a con- concept artist to like import into their model and like do a really nice drawing or really nice rendering or it's like I'm working on one piece and another person's working on and the concept artist puts all the pieces together um and they use FBX you know and I send them an FBX file just shoot me an FBX shoot Mm -hmm. it over and like the idea that I can't do that is so fucking infuriating to me what they want you to do the reason behind this is because they're like oh it's part of our one AutoCAD thing Whatever. They had some, like, business jargon. What they actually want you to do is buy an entirely other piece of software called 3DS, like, 3DS Max, right? 3D Studio Max, which is their animation program, which is a competitor to one I use, Mm. that can import, like, native AutoCAD files, and then they can chug through FBXs and stuff like that. But it's like, that costs another fucking licensing fee. On top of the AutoCAD one that I'm already gotta have to buy, and I'm like fuck you. So now I'm stuck on like the 2018 version of this program, which works perfectly fine for me. Like I'm not mm-hmm. really complaining about it. But like I'd love to like update and use new features, and new, you know maybe they fix some bugs that I fucking have to deal with on a daily basis or whatever. Like I'd love to update. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Can't do it because I need to use FBX out. Which is the command that I use <laughs> to fucking do this thing, you know? So, um, and big anti shout out, fuck you, to Autodesk for trying to squeeze money out of people when they're all they're trying to do is to get their workflow going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Damn. Yeah. Big workflow interruption, anti shout out. That sucks big time. Yeah, it sucks big time. Yeah. That's they true. should just minimize, they should really reduce the number of file types just available. Also, cloud sync files just fucking trash them. Yeah, trash them. They suck. Don't want them. Oh my god. Don't want that cloud sync. Total garbage. Listen, I bought the storage. Just put it on my fucking desktop or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't make some sort of unusable web file that nobody can ever access. We're just going to save it locally and email it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Because your services don't work. Listen, I'm just like, I got a system, guys. Like, yeah. you know I've I mean? been like, doing I it. That. Like, I have a system. <laughs> I, gotta, I don't need to change my fucking system. I got it. In fact, not only do I not need to change my system, maybe your shit would improve my workflow. I don't have time to, like, change my, to, like, reconfigure my workflow to to your new proposed situation to, like, maybe save myself a couple minutes a day. Like, all I want to do is, like, do the shit. That's mm-hmm. all I got to do. I got to do the work. I don't want to train. I don't want to reconfigure. I don't want to, like, get, get certified. certified. I got program. nothing to do with that. Yeah. You know? Dropbox, every, put your shit every, on my hard drive. Yeah. I don't need you to, like, cloud sync all this stuff. I don't need you to smart sync. I don't need you to think about what you think I should be fucking using or accessing at any given moment. I'll do that. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right? All right, big boy? I'll do that. <laughs> and one of the things I really need to do is create fucking FBX files. <laughs> like, yeah. I just need to do it <laughs> for my work. Okay? 
<laughs> I know it's specific, but that's what I got to do. So, anyway. I was pissed off about it this week for some reason because I was just, like, looking at upgrading again to see if, like, the 2021 version that, that had come out had it back in. No. Fuck. Goner. Goner. Yeah. Not happening. Not, not coming back. Insane Damn. decision. Insane fucking decision. Anyway, uh, uh, what do you want to shout out to this week? Uh, mine's also an anti-shout-out. Mm-hmm. So I got to give a big anti-shout-out to my street cleaner. Because my street cleaner is not holding down. In New York City, I live on a block with, that used to have like a two street cleaning a week yeah. um, sort of policy. Alternate side parking. Yeah. Alternate side parking. We dropped down to a one day. I got a yeah. Thursday on my side. I got a Friday on the other. It's great. Yeah. But my street cleaner has been really fucking us up here. We all chore- we have this choreographed Thursday morning where everybody comes out at 8.55 to 8.59. We move all our shit over, and my street cleaner will come two-thirds down the block. But we've got... I've been sitting on this, like, decaying pile of leaves uh, on on the final third of my block. It just has so much, like, dog pee and just garbage all up in it. Yeah. That the street cleaner now is just like, I'm not even gonna touch it. So he'll do the whole street, he'll do most of the street at about 70% satisfaction. What? And then the whole third over here, he's just like, nope. And he goes into the middle what? of the street and just drives right Bro, past you gotta it. call 311. We are, yeah, I think our neighbor already filed. This a is the perfect scenario for like call 311. Yeah. Gotta do it. It's garbage. Yeah. And. Like my, yeah, my landlord and my neighbor are excellent at sort of maintaining our front Mm -hmm. and they have their leaf blowers and they're out there sort of cleaning the front of our block. But like one of the best things about this block and why we can have a car and street park it is because there's a big fat church that takes over this side of the block that nobody goes to in coronavirus time. So we have a ton of parking, Nice. but all that parking is now just covered in muddy perks of the virus. Yeah, you know, Daryl. Maybe you heard it here, folks. Pro coronavirus, maybe. <laughs> <Darryl. laughs> maybe, maybe pro. <laughs> A lot of good things happening in Daryl's life because of the coronavirus. Yeah. So <laughs> the last part of it is like it's only this section over here. Right. He'll clean. He'll yeah. The other side of the block, beautiful, Spotless. pristine. He comes on Friday, or if it's a different guy that comes on Friday, beautiful other side of the street. Outside of the street looks crappy. Yeah, I mean, that's dogs. At least he comes. That's what I'll say. At least he comes. Yeah. I'm convinced that the street cleaning alternate side parking is like a grand government scheme to just get you to move your car, right? Or get a little ticket revenue. And that, like, yeah. they really only come like 50% of the time to street clean. You know, that's accurate. That's accurate on my block. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just a, it's just like everybody's got to mix up the cars once a week. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, that's this. That's how the city decided to solve the parking problem. It was like instead of doing resident parking, instead of doing like zoned parking, which I'm I'm not for. You know what I mean? I like one city, one park. You know what I mean? Um, but. In order to get people to like actually move their cars and not just sit, let them sit there, they're like, and eh, we just gotta mix it up once a week. And we'll mm-hmm. just say it's like for street cleaning, and then like half the time we'll send a street cleaner. So, but 
almost every time they'll send the ticket person. No oh, street cleaner, you can still get a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely every time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like rolling down the block. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, that sucks, bro. You got to, like, get the plate. Here's what you do. Get the plate mm-hmm. number of the street cleaner. You call 311. You say, like, this plate dude rolls down my block every week and he is avoiding this one spot and it just needs to get cleaned. We got to clean mm-hmm. it up. I don't know what to do. You know? Yeah, that's pro. I, I'll try to get a, I'll try to get a identification number. Yeah. Next time. Get some kind of ID. ID the plates. Track that satellite imagery. <laughs> um, so I have one, I have one thing to talk about yes. related to this movie. Yes. Excellent. So, so a big yeah, basically in the hero uh, scene in this movie on the mm-hmm. highway, we mm-hmm. have the tank. And this tank in particular is a chieftain tank. And mm-hmm. this particular tank model is was so heavy for the highway that they were filming this on that yeah. they had to make a version of it. I think it was on top of a, like an all-terrain motorhome. Cool. But they built a frame, or I guess they built a... I don't know, like a working... A shell. They built yeah. a tank shell over built like t- a different frame. Yeah. yeah. And they, because they had to drive it also at high speed, like right. 60 miles an hour, this right. thing was going. Um, but the cool part about this tank is that if you live in the UK, you could go and visit it and drive it around. <laughs> what? This specific so, tank. The so one the, used yeah. in the movie. The one used in the movie, and so there's a guy, I guess, who runs a, um, you know, those bulldozer, um, like, experience, like, they do them for, like, bachelor parties and stuff. You, like, oh, bring all your friends, you go over here, you pay money, and then they let you operate heavy machinery, crush cars, and move dirt yeah. around and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's that in the UK, but for tanks. Dude, it's called so cool. Tanks a lot. Tanks, I mean, good name. <laughs> good name. Good yeah. named business. You yeah. know? It's better than so like I, Tanker without like any, <laughs> you know? It's like if, if, tank if, R. if, if yeah. it was an app, it would be like Tanker. <laughs> so yeah. apparently, the, the owner of this Tanks a lot. Um, driving experience um, establishment yeah. was running it for a while and it took him many years to kind of track down and win the movie version. Yeah. Like the movie car movie tank that they used here. But yeah. after many years, he finally got it. And for anywhere between 250 to 850 British LBs, you can yeah. drive this thing around for like a half day. And if you want to and pay it, like a surcharge, is it, it's not like the actual tank, right? It's like the one they made for the movie with like a, a fake chassis and then like, or like a real different chassis with like a tank shell over it that's so made out I of something else. So I think they, I think they must have had to get a they real had one. To have two. Yeah, yeah, they had to get a real one, and they probably had to make one that they could drive absolutely fast and I destroy. Think this drive and destroy. Yeah, so I think this guy got an operational. Tank one, not right. the fast one. Right. I, that's what I would assume. Because um, picture cars is the department that would handle this. 
which I think is the coolestly named department in the movies, is picture cars. Uh, I've been advocating to change that. Um, uh, some of the folks uh, in the industry I know who are uh, animal wranglers, I've tried to, if you have a show with a lot of horses, I've tried to get a position called the Horse Lord, which is not a real position, but I think it should be, and I think it should be cool. named Horse Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before that happens, Picture Cars and the Picture Car Coordinator is the coolest name in the movies. Um, I would guess they had a real tank for like money shots. Uh, and then they had a very good fake tank to run fast. And then I would actually guess they probably had a pretty good third tank for destroying. Mm-hmm. That could like break in an interesting way. That yeah. you know, so they had the regular one, the fast one, and the one they could you know smash. Uh, that, if I were to do it, would be my guess. Mm-hmm. So, so I assume this guy has the real tank, and you can get in it and fucking drive it around. That sounds rad yeah. as hell. Yeah. And for and for a small surcharge, and you get to kind of pick what you want. It sounds like he has a um, not a total junkyard, but sort of a small small parking lot of mm-hmm. cars that mm-hmm. range anywhere from like five grand for like an old Mercedes to like sixty grand for like vintage cars. I think there's a big Hummer. You yeah. can just buy one of these and you can wreck it with your friends in the Fast Sick. and Furious tank. We should do it post-corona. <laughs> Get on the Patreon, patreon.com slash no one likes the tune podcast throws a buck towards our wrecking of fucking Mercedes with the tank fund. We'll film the whole thing. We'll record shit. It'll be, it, that would be really good. That, that would, be, would be really good. That's better podcasting than like dudes pooping in a lake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I'm pro tank. I'm pro Patreon. I'm also pro Twitter. Twitter.com. Nope. That's not how you do that. What's what the thing? At Nolt Podcast. Yeah. N O L T T. No one likes to tune a podcast on Instagram. I did, Daryl. I did get the Gmail back. The Gmail is back, it's operational. I did not have to call Google, but I did mm. have to chat with them on an online chat. Good. And I was like, yo, dogs, it's me. And they're like, how do we know? How do we know you're not like, using the email address that you're referring to? It's just like, because I can't get into it. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, they just had to send it to like a recovery email address. And then I had to mm-hmm. type in a code and all that bullshit. But got it back. So you can email us. No one likes to tune podcast at gmail.com. Um, what am I talking about? Yeah, I don't know. Do we have any other things? Apple Apple yeah. Podcasts, rate and review us. We got a couple of reviews a couple of weeks ago, and um, yeah, they were they were mixed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they were mixed. They were mixed. They were mixed. We have not had the influx the of like the BTS army coming to yell at us about like using their hashtags and stuff. We did the week I talked about that song. And, and like hashtag BTS on the episode tweet, we got way more listens. So yeah. I'm, I'm just touching up. I'm touching up. I'm, ta- I'm saying right now for the record, here it is. Nick likes BTS. He's a fan. So that I can legitimately hashtag BTS on the next episode tweet because we did pretty good that week. 
I'm just gonna say. Yeah. I listened. I listened to the song and a few oh. of their other songs as well. Oh, thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I really wasn't. I really wasn't into it. Honestly, Not I thought I right. like. I think the main thing is that I almost would have preferred if it was all in Korean. Because it was mm. like it's distracting for me to listen, and this is not like K-pop specific, but it's yeah. distracting for me to listen to people sing in English when it's sort of off. When it's like phonetic, when you can tell they're sort of singing phonetically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I like their I like their style. I like. I couldn't sing in French. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Yeah. So I like their style. I like the um, what is it? It almost looked like a. Um, know like a diner like the whole like the whole video yeah they were like, like outside a donut shop or something in the music video which is a yeah. weird vibe <laughs> so i liked i liked the look of it i liked yeah they got great style they got great yeah. dance moves what's not to like daryl i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> i'll see if i can find i'll see if i can find something that really speaks to me this one yeah. did not all right, this is our uh, contractually obligated BTS section of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so legitimately, I can tweet about it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, rate and review. Listen, you can rate and review us on Spotify. You can rate and review us on Stitcher if you want to. You can do it anywhere you want. Apple Podcasts, you know, that'd be good, though. Um, and I'll see you next week, buddy. That sounds good. Random Cycle 18. Boom. Hey everybody, this is Nick. Uh, at the end of this ep, we both got talking about a little movie called Ava, which we both disliked. Uh, so I thought I'd throw the recorders back on and uh, catch a little bit of that. Here you are. All right, so Ava, we got to talk. Let's talk about Ava because we we I'll put this at the beginning of the ep, maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh huh. Yeah. So, I mean, the only thing, the main thing I could think of was that I like Jessica Chastain, but she doesn't fight as well as. Oh my so god, like Charlize Theron! It's brutal, bro. Like, also they shouldn't show her running, like as her like nope. form of exercise, because yeah. she's not a natural runner, and it's very obvious. It's very obvious, and the other thing that's obvious is just like I don't know who was like the quality control <laughs> editor that was like, oh, we're fine with like seeing all these stunt up, like the stunt up, the doubling is so obvious, like when they cut to a double of her. Where mm-hmm. I'm just like, bruh, like that's I'm clearly not the same person. Like I don't I don't know what to tell you, man. Like yeah. you just cut to a person six inches fucking taller wearing a terrible wig, like <laughs> kicking yeah. this dude in the face. You know? And um, the fight they try to do these really like tight, uh tightly choreographed fight scenes, like yeah. close quarters combat, but yeah. it just it wasn't very good. Bad. It was it was just cut poorly. Also, I'm sick of the fucking downstream. I pay for like high quality Netflix, and it just downgrades the stream so bad it gets all fucking fuzzy and shit. Sometimes Yuck. I don't know. That's that's a small complaint. Even Colin Farrell couldn't save that movie Ava for me, and I love right. Colin Farrell. I right. really really love him, and and he did fine in this movie. But old ass John Malkovich can go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Stain is like. You deserve better than this, for sure. This must have been directed by somebody's, like, cousin. You know, like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't even know who made this fucking movie, but it's fucking bad. Bad, I, I bad. Think, yeah, I think 25% into it, I paused it. I was like, Jess, is this, like, 
good movie or is this like a bad movie? And we both decided it was like passable, like just over passable. <laughs> Hard disagree, dog. Like I'm not passing that movie. We we abandon movies frequently. Yeah. I, like for example, I only made it through the first twelve minutes, I think, of Knock Around Guys, and then <laughs> it was we're bad. gonna have Is that to. Bad? <laughs> I'm curious. I wa- I'm curious to watch the rest of it. I was um, attracted by just the trailer they cut mm-hmm. for it. He goes five hundred. Go five hundred. What? What are you talking about? Five hundred fights you need to be in before you can be called before you can call yourself a tough guy. I was like, I gotta watch this movie. That is <laughs> way too many. Five hundred? Are you just, serious? That's what the, that's the quote they chose for the snippet. I was like, I have to watch this movie now. But, yeah. So yeah. maybe we can do it. Maybe we knock can around, it guys. Has definitely been thought about to go on the poll, and also uh, a man apart, which is a movie I'm kind of into. <laughs> I like. It's not a masterpiece, but Vin is doing something different, and I'm always for that. Mm-hmm. You know? Anyway, that was our little Ava segment that we <laughs> recorded late and barely passable to not passable. So yeah. do what yeah. you will. All right. Later. <laughs>